this episode of Joy's World the podcast. Like my guest, I like to break into song all the time. Um, guys, I have a very, very special guest, and I'm very honoured to have her on my podcast. So for now, I'm just going to introduce her by name, but in a minute, you'll get your proper introduction, right? So please welcome to my world, the lovely Kelechi Okafor. Kelechi, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me, Joy. No problem. Kelechi, I always ask my guests the same opening question because I actually do give a fuck. And mm-hmm. that is, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling hopeful today. I'm feeling warm because the weather's picking up. So, you know, externally feeling warm, internally feeling hopeful. Good. No, do you know what? One of my questions later is about hope, actually. So we're going to come mm. right back to that. But okay. I'm going to give you a proper introduction, Kelechi, because you deserve it. <laughs> Thank now, you. For my listeners that don't know, if they've been living under a rock and they don't know about your podcast, Say Your Mind, um, then they won't know that you, a lot of the time, start the episode with a lovely song, okay? And we love it. (laughs) We absolutely love it. So I was thinking, like, when you agreed to come on, I was like, hmm, I need to write Kelechi a song. (laughs) Now, Kelechi, babes, right? My listeners Mm. know I am a sexy blind bitch and I mm-hmm. tell Stevie Wonder is my dad so I thought with that in mind I asked my dad if I could use one of his songs mm-hmm. you know and he suggests obviously oh. <laughs> he suggests so <clears throat> okay <clears throat> I have a smoker's cough so let's just hope that I get <laughs> here we go clutch okay let me just get the beat ready. Boom. She is collecting. <laughs> she is a baby girl. She sells out live shows. And we don't care who knows. I can't believe what God has done. Through her, he's bringing sense to some. She lovely She is a writer. She's a director too. Her Twitter will school you. Cause some of you are just fools. Love it. She is Kelechi, made with Niger blood. Come through lyricist. Come through vocalist. (laughs) That was perfection. Thank Thank you. That's the best intro ever in the intro in the in the world of intros. That is the best intro ever. I'm really glad you liked it. Um, it took me a while to write it, and I I, I will record it and send it to you if you like. Yes, you please. Do. Yes, no. please. I have to play it on the show as well. That crossover. Um, I've got to play it on the show. Let people know that this is what's happening. I mean, Kelechi, like as I said, like we love when you sing, right? But there was one time I was listening to your podcast and I just so happened to be 
I was about to have a shower, right? Mm-hmm. And it was playing in the background. And it was episode 183. Mm-hmm. Lyrics in there that was quite triggering. And I just mm-hmm. want to discuss that with you. Um, okay. I don't know why you chose violence that day. <laughs> you were singing hello and the lyrics. And I don't know. <laughs> but it was very upsetting. Okay. Let me, just, let me just read you the lyrics. Go on, go on. Okay. So the lyrics that made me, oi, touch my hair, was mm-hmm. your hair is receding from the sides, from the braids you've done a thousand times. Now, <laughs> you know, yeah, that our edges situation is quite sensitive. It's a touchy subject, but it must be touched. It's a touchy subject that must be touched. I'm team Rob This England and also team Leave Your Edges Alone. And it's always, I feel like we've all had that experience of thinning edges, especially, you know, if you've experienced like pregnancy and stuff and then postpartum shedding. But no, I feel like apart from that side, there are some bad mind people that they really, because they're bad mind, their edges refuse to grow. Right. And then they make it worse for themselves because they really attach those braids and the braids now pull that it's now it's now pulling everything because the braids really what the braids are trying to do is trying to pull some integrity out of the follicles, but it's struggling. It's not yeah. possible. So all yeah. you're left with is that area. Yeah. You know, I I do think that my edges disappeared after I had my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. so I the rest of her life but they've actually <laughs> I was wearing wigs for a, a, a time and mm-hmm. it was just I decided to put the braids back and it was weird because when I had the braids was when I heard that episode and I was like <laughs> <laughs> what, what now what, why am I in it now why am I in it <laughs> you know what I mean like what did I do Bet <laughs> you it's fine we still love you it's fine. thank you thank but you I, uh, immediately it's fine <laughs> connection you talk a lot about a di- like a lot of different things in your podcast but one thing that I wanted to ask you was how do you prioritize your own joy what do you do that makes you happy what do you do when you're not doing like social media when you're in your podcast when you're not doing like your businesses your studio what what do you do to kind of like make yourself happy I run. I I really enjoy running. I know for some people they're like, yuck, but running gives me, I feel like running is one of the few times that I feel free in this Mm -hmm. Babylon. And, and, you know, to just run of my own accord, to just move of my own accord, I think it's really great. Um, I enjoy playing video games, you know, because again, just giving one part of my brain time to relax while I'm utilizing another part of my brain comes in really useful for me. I love listening to music. I love watching like my trash TV reality shows. I don't even call them a guilty pleasure. I'm not guilty. I enjoy it. I just, there's just something about it. I I think that it's important to just shut all the way down. I love spending time with my family, you know, you know, my immediate family, you might, I just, I just love it. I love having that space to where it just feels quote unquote normal because in my day-to-day life, you know, people just know me as me, you know, just doing what I'm doing. So it's really nice to be able to kind of like switch off cook I love cooking I love baking 
um like one of the first things when I moved into this flat years and years ago was like oh no I've got to get a range master cooker and so I got one because I really you know I like baking more than one thing at a time I like you know using all of the stoves I love all of that stuff so those are the things that I hold dear to me um which means that what's happening on social media isn't as important yeah and I think as you said like it's, it's important to switch off and like have that escape sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do you juggle everything like how do you juggle working and being a mum and then having time for yourself because I think that's like what a lot of us kind of struggle with and, and sometimes you know you get like that mum guilt when you're like mm-hmm. work do stuff to better your life and your child's life how yeah. do you kind of juggle that with your little boy I don't, you know, I think that what that is exactly what it is. You juggle it. You don't, there is this falsehood about there being a balance. Like in this capitalist society, I don't know if we're finding a balance anytime soon, especially as black women. Um, you know, there are so many curveballs that you get thrown on a random day that it would be ludicrous to expect that you would balance all of that. But what I try to do is know where my limits are. If I feel like I've gone too much one way, like I'm working too much, okay, I'm going to pull that back in the next week and I'm going to focus on, you know, spending time um, with my son more, my family more, you know, like doing all of that stuff. Or maybe because I've been so busy, I haven't really cooked this week, so I've had to eat out a lot. Next week, I'm going to make sure that I, um, you know, I try and make a couple of meals from scratch because I love doing that. It, it um, you know, it allows me to relax, but also it means that I'm giving my body exactly what I want to give my body. You know, and I'm not having to compromise because of what's available because I haven't had time to make anything. I think it's just you go one way, you come back. You go another way, you you know, you come back. It's life is so sporadic and chaotic that to try to force a balance on it is it's unfair to us. And I think it's important as well, like to like take time for yourself and actually be okay with that. I think a lot mm-hmm. of the time we kind of think, especially when you have a child, it's like, yes, it's all about the child. Yes, we love our children. But actually, we were whole humans before they existed. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's important and it's okay for mothers to do what they're doing. If they want to work, work. If you don't want to work, don't work. I don't care. Do you know mm. what I mean? because if you're not happy then our our kids aren't going to be happy do you know what I mean that's truly yeah that's truly it to me it's just I I prioritize myself you know people say you know if oh you've got to prioritize your child I prioritize myself as you say because if I don't prioritize myself I can't then be my optimal for my child but also I want to be the optimal for me not just having this thing where I've got to be a particular way for everybody else I also want to enjoy me so I choose the things that I like doing whether it's to go gym whether it's to go swimming it sounds really random but these are the things that I genuinely enjoy doing for myself um sometimes I journal or sometimes I'll do a a tarot pool for myself I just like taking myself out for lunches or going to the theater I had to make sure that I was doing I was still doing the things that I wanted to do because it's the saddest thing when your child grows up and they don't know you past the identity of mummy because you've got no activities that you enjoy doing, no hobbies, no outside interests. You've claimed that you've devoted your life to them growing up and they're looking at you like, well, rather that's mad. I would have been okay either way. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's the thing. And actually, speaking of you mentioned the theatre, I went to see Get Up Stand Up as well. I know mm-hmm. you spoke for um, podcast. Yeah. Again, yes, like there was a lot of white people 
talking um but the staff work when I go to the theater I get like assistant I didn't go to an audio described performance I just went to um, a normal performance but yeah. <clears throat> I took my mum and the staff were so lovely and obviously like the performers were great mm-hmm. and I I always try to make an effort like when I have good experiences with places like if I get good assistance I always make pull them up and say like your staff were really helpful it was really mm-hmm. they made my experience really pleasurable because a lot mm-hmm. of the time when you like have a disability and you go in somewhere even if it is to, like the theater or the cinema sometimes you're made to feel like an inconvenience and yeah. like just that show like they were really helpful they didn't make me feel like that at all um but yeah That's it was sorry um good. talk to me Kalechi, about um the child of light children's uh center and i know that you've got to go fund me so tell people mm-hmm. a bit first and then how they can get involved how they can support yeah, Child of Light uh, Children's Home and Resource Centre is pretty much my sort of response to a society that has made so much money off the orphanage industrial complex. You know, it's important for Black children to, to be able to stay with their parents, to be able to stay with their mothers, you know. And what you find with this, um, the, you know, these orphanages sometimes is that with even though the families are living the children are given away because it's like, oh, well, they'll have a better life elsewhere. And I believe that, you know, it's important for the child to have a, a good life with you. And so that comes, you know, rather than taking children away from their families is supporting the mothers so they can learn new skills should they want to learn it and being able to interact with the global community through the internet, you know, from the resource center. So they feel more um, emboldened and empowered to, to go and do the things that they want to do in their, um, in their life. So they'll get like free workshops from the facilitators and practitioners that I know from across the world for various things. They'll be able to pick up nappies. They'll be able to pick up, you know, clothing. They'll be able to pick up whatever they want, because I believe that none of these things actually cost what people are saying that they cost. And it's it's nothing for us to be able to give it to people. Right. I think about the amount of clothes that I get sent as a because these brands perceive me to be an influencer I'm like you've just sent me grand worth of clothes but there are children out there mothers out there that don't have anything so what would be great if I could just make sure that I'm sending those things over so other people can also get use of these things that clearly this capitalist system is throwing away and for those children that don't have living relatives I know I know that from the you know projections that we'll be able to house like 20 of them, make sure that they go to a really good school, make sure that they've got everything. It's literally a home. They'll just be able to live there and 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 be nurtured um, healthily, have access to therapy if they want it. They'll have access to whatever they require because I just think to myself, like, if I didn't come to England at the age of five, then what would my life have looked like? I want to make sure that these young girls don't have any obstacles in their way for them to become who they are destined to be um and so yeah that's why I'm doing it so I set up the GoFundMe it's a project that I'm doing with my mum it's actually my mum that brought it to me and she said oh she wanted help with it and initially it was like oh I need help with the name oh I need help with this oh I need help with that and then slowly I was noticing that it everything was it was becoming my project and she was like well since you've gotten started you can spearhead it and I'll just be here. So it's a nice way for us to also think about intergenerational healing because my mum and I haven't had like the best relationship growing up, but through something such as this, we're also 
healing that lineage and also contributing to um you know the livelihoods of girls that will grow up grow up to just be their whole selves and yeah I think that's important and is there a way other than people being able to like donate to the GoFundMe is there a way that people can get involved um in other ways because some people they don't have money but they have yeah. time yes yeah, yeah. So, that's something that that's coming yeah that's definitely coming that's definitely coming so many people have reached out in terms of social workers therapists this that so many people have reached out and so when the building is actually built you know when I you know when all of that's set up that's when I will be looking at the next stage of how will I be able to maybe pay the people that need to be paid and also bring in people who want to volunteer their time in order to make this um, initiative what it needs to be yeah I think that's great and it will it will definitely it you're so like driven like it will be like everything that you want it to be I, I just know um Kelechi you're having a live show on the 2nd of April yes upset I'm gonna try right they took my tickets I'm really upset and all of speaks is your MC. I'm like, what's yeah. going on here? What's going on? This is not fair. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be other live shows, you know? There'll be other live shows. I was truly stunned. I was truly stunned by how quickly it sold out. I knew that it was going to sell out fairly quickly, but I, even I was like, whoa, what? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a humbling thing. It's a humbling experience to know that so many people are coming to catch a vibe. Wow. Truly wow. What can people expect at the show? I mean, I mean, I'm not going to be there, so I won't. <laughs> what, what do they have to look forward to? Um, as with previous live shows, I think it's the energy. You know, I'm bringing the audio format of the um, podcast into live form, so there'll be you know random things because it's not a controlled environment. You know, well, as controlled as it can be until Lev pops up and he starts shouting while I'm recording, but. <laughs> It's a relatively controlled environment when I'm recording from home. So when you're recording and it's a live podcast, then, you know, it, anything can happen. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just the energy of the audience. And what I think is so great is that anybody who's a fan of the podcast, who's a listener of the podcast, they're likely to be great vibes. So having all of those people in one place where we all vibe on the same thing, we all seem to have um, similar perspectives on the way that the world is going that's a great that's a great meeting of the minds all of those people oh no it's gonna it's gonna be sick yeah it's gonna be a great energy because as you yeah. say everyone, so everyone's gonna be on the same like yes. way I remember years ago going to the receipts um live show I think this was like 2019 I want to say mm. and I was like yeah like this was amazing um and I one day Kelechi let's speak it into existence I'm gonna have a live show amen and my live show is going to consist of balloons. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what makes it. That's perfect. That's perfect. That, is, that sounds like a sickening live show. I love it. That's what we want. Balloons and Prosecco. That's, the, that's living life. It definitely is. Kelechi, I wanted to ask you, how do you, because obviously I listen to your podcast, so I know that when people piss you off, you will call them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, not that it doesn't seem to get to you, but I feel like you found a way to kind of like deal with the backlash that you get for just speaking facts, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
how how did you get to that point have you always been like that have you never cared what people say about you if it's negative because I feel like it's something that like for me even it's hard to kind of like not internalize negativity like when people mm-hmm, are just mm-hmm. how do you kind of, how did you get to this space where you're just like no like you can piss off like how yeah how did you get there I would say it's through therapy lots of therapy you know because I wasn't always there especially with um the childhood that I had that you kind of link a lot of things to shame it takes a lot of work to know that you don't have to be a lifelong um you know subscriber to shame you can at one point just cancel your membership you know and and focus on doing the things and prioritizing the things that make you feel joyful and peaceful when it comes to people saying what they're saying I feel like it's important to know they can call you any name that they want to call you it's important to know the name that God calls you and to know through my spiritual practice, how loved I am makes it very challenging and also not really interesting to focus on what mere humans are saying about me. Because most times the people who are talking are talking from a deeply unhappy place and they're projecting. Because when we look at the facts on paper, is what I said incorrect? Is correct? Okay, cool. So what is the problem? Because the problem then is usually, oh, but it's you that's saying it. Oh, so you have a problem with um, an outspoken, not light-skinned Black woman talking about things. What have you learned about Black womanhood that makes you feel like you would prefer me silent? And so when you start looking at those things and understanding that, really, everyone's just like acting out and they're lashing out from their own space of unhappiness, you have to make it a priority to not absorb it because it's not about you. So many few, like so few things in this life are truly about us. Mm-hmm. Even if someone is right in your face right now, being like, you this, you that, it's rarely about you. They've got some other things going on. And of course, we take accountability for the things that our actions, you know, the repercussions of our actions, of course. But when you know that you've done nothing wrong and you've been following the path that's set before you and you're doing it with integrity it's ridiculous to then be like oh that person over there that hasn't got a fucking clue what I'm meant to be doing with my life is telling me that they don't like it oh okay Mm -hmm. you you just end up having to tune it out um in Yoruba cosmology um within if uh Yoruba spirituality it reminds you that earth is a marketplace you've literally come here with specific gifts and you've come to share those gifts and trade those gifts in the marketplace to get things to get experiences things like that you cannot get distracted by the noise of the marketplace. You go to trade your wares and at some point you're going to bounce, but you want to make sure that you've gotten the most from the things that you've taken to that marketplace. And so if now somebody's shouting expletives and, or moving mad to you, you never make it to go and trade all of the things that you needed to trade, then what was the point of coming? What was the point? So you've got to, that's what I think about, like nobody knows how long they have and I refuse to spend any more time worrying about people who don't like me fam I'm sexy like you don't there's just there's what is there not to like at this point you're literally with the losing team ho like you you just have to keep going but again like I said in practical steps I did I was able to offload all of this I was able to learn um you know where I am and where other people are and to know that what's my energy and what's my baggage and what's not mine to hold Therapy allowed me to do that. And because of that, I'm able to kind of show up in the world as I am. And I also know when I'm getting overstimulated from too many opinions. And so I pull back 
recuperate and I come back when I'm ready but it's important to kind of teach people boundaries I know that part of my calling is to teach people boundaries online as well so when I say to people don't DM me trauma it took a while for people to get that but now they know if you do it I'm going to block you because there are consequences to doing that and so people move in a more respectful way to me online but that didn't happen overnight that was you know consistent reassertions of my boundaries until people understood it um, and that's I think that that's all we can do yeah and I think like especially online I feel like people just feel like because you're online because you're you know in the public eye they have a right to you right to say their opinions about you mm. and I it's a lot like I'm sure these people are not coming up to you in the street and saying this no month, but no. online type type what you want do you know yeah. what I mean yeah crazy but I think yeah you have to like be able to kind of tune it out and it's something that I'm learning um to do because you know for a lot I did a, a video years ago for Vice magazine I always say this and um it was talking about like dating with a disability and oh my god did the trolls come out to play wow they were like a lot of American trolls and they were just like well the only disability I see is her accent I'm like oh okay. wow oh you're fat you're this you're that I'm thinking okay first of all if you're gonna like give me an insult can you at least be a bit more creative like call it right. fat. I mean is that news to you is it news to me like I'm a bit confused but anyways trolls are not worth it if you were bad you would show your face I only care about the opinions or I'm only willing to acknowledge the opinions of the people who can show me their full government and their face. Show me your face and your full government. Let me know your full name and your face and then we can talk. But on, while you are hiding, while you are being a coward, I don't want to hear a single thing you have to say. People just love, they just love, people just love drama. They love drama and they love to just be negative. But as you said, it's not about, it's not about us. It's, it's no. a lot about them. They don't like to hear the truth. Um, mm. I want to know how you got into like your spirituality and like tarot card reading because I I've never like been into it until mm -hmm. this I listen to you doing your readings and I find it quite comforting mm -hmm. um so, like how you got into that why you got into that and what does it kind of like bring to you is, is it comforting to you yeah it was just gradual so in terms of tarot there is a tarot reader Leona Nicole Black who I'd followed for a few years before she started reading tarot and because I knew her to be an academic when I saw her starting to explore tarot I thought that's really interesting because some would say that this really intelligent woman she's you know focused on academia she's a lecturer and then she's deciding to do tarot I want to learn some more and I really enjoyed her very straightforward um, and at the same time extremely creative interpretation of the deck and I thought there's something that about that that I like I'm going to start you know playing around with it and trying to understand it more so I started reading and reading and reading about tarot and then then soon after I started the podcast and so I started doing it on a podcast I didn't know how it would land but I knew that I wanted to do that I wanted to, for people to experience what I experienced by uh, watching Leona and be like, okay, there is, there is so much body of thought here that we should all at some point interact with it because we'll all get something different from it. But it will become like comforting. I also believe that 
you know, a lot of religions, have, especially if we're talking about specifically Christianity, or the, the version that was presented through white supremacist uh, patriarchy, there has to be a middleman between you and God. And I think that's one of the biggest things that became an issue for me. There doesn't have to be a middleman between myself and spirit because we're actually one. We are one with spirit. So I love things like tarot and um, learning about Yoruba spirituality because it reminds you of just how much of a role you play in your current experience of this existence. So rather than falling back and being like, oh, well, nothing I can do. And at the same time, on the other end of that spectrum, thinking, well, I can do everything. I have to fix everything. You understand that it's a very, very beautiful balance because that can be balanced. A beautiful balance of the fact that you only have control over so many things in this um, seemingly chaotic experience, but it's actually a beautiful kind of dance. And once you learn the steps, you kind of flow with it a lot more easily. And I think that when you start to flow with life, you find such a comfort in knowing that you are divinely held and that nobody can take you for idiot. Like, and, and that's, that's where my confidence ultimately comes from, because I know the kind of, um, ancestors that ride with me I know how much spirit loves me and I know that I'm meant to get the best experience out of this um, existence as possible when you know truly that you are loved very very robustly by forces that you cannot see I feel like you move different and you just let humans with their limited perceptions have whatever um, understanding that they have of that and I think the way you like break it down in your episodes as well is like easy for people to understand, even people that are not into that mm -hmm. or, you know, don't know much about it. You kind of break it down in a way. And sometimes I'm like, listen, I'm like, oh, this thing is really applying to me. You know? <laughs> like it is like comforting and like listening to say your mind, it's kind of like every Monday it's like, oh, just checking in with Kelechi. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Like anyone like listening to this that like hasn't listened to Say Your Mind yet, I mean, what are you doing, babes? But go and listen. <laughs> it's like, it makes you laugh and learn all at the same time. Like I can't explain it, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of learning, Kelechi, mm -hmm. I have a pole dancing studio. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> now, the only, I mean, I... I, I mean, I, I I don't have a pole collection, uh -huh. but mm -hmm. I want to come to a class. My, I was with my friend the other day and we went for like a boozy brunch and um, she was saying that she wants to go. Um, mm -hmm. Ed, you see me? Yeah, I'm a fat cow. I don't have body, <laughs> I don't have upper body strength. I don't have lower body strength. I don't have any kind of, I don't have any kind of strength. I don't think I'm going to, how, how is this going to work, Kelechi? It's very, very straightforward. When it comes to pole dance, people in instantly think about upper body strength. They start thinking about strength, 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 and they get preoccupied with strength. All you have to have is presence. You just have to be present in your body. And then the ma maths of pole will be made apparent to you. So the way that I teach pole is that pole is physics. You, regardless of how much you weigh or how you perceive yourself, all you need to understand is that this object is fixed to a point and it's this vertical object that's fixed to a point it is about how you place your body at specific speeds and angles to get the result that you want so over time you will start to learn different angles to come at the pole at 
different speeds to come at the pole like because if you move something fast enough it becomes light enough to be elevated right same with a plane the plane goes into the air the plane's like oh my the plane's not like oh my god how am i gonna get up there oh look the plane has to move at a specific speed in order to be elevated and so that is how i teach pole i try to take the mystique out of it you could put that back in later but if you just understand the physics of pole you then, even if you can't do a move straight away, instantly your mind understands, oh, that's what I need to do the next time. And, and you keep training that. And then I, I find that a lot of my students, even with the way that I've constructed the curriculum, a lot of my students learn pole more thoroughly, they're fitter, they're stronger than they would have been by going to other studios because nobody breaks it down to them like that. They're just like, just try it. Oh, you didn't get it? Just try it again. But if they didn't get it the first time just trying it again doesn't help them unless you can tell them that that time when you did it you did this thing the next time that you do it can you think about this thing and then suddenly you start getting the results um and you know the the students are better for it so you don't even need to worry about that you don't need to i, I i've trained so many different people so many different types um you know body types all you need is to just be present in your body. So if somebody says, can you feel this here? Yeah, I can feel it. Can you feel this here? Yeah, I can feel it. All right, remember that and then do this next thing. That's all. Well, I'll be doing a lot of feeling because I can't see a blood clot thing, but it's like, <laughs> need to be a pole dancer, do you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. fine. But I can actually, I don't know, how the hell do you pole dance with your son strapped to you? I was like, what? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I lift a child okay <laughs> now that's you, that, that, literally that's that's from training that's from weightlifting that's from you know doing pole and aerial arts that I've done throughout the years it comes from that but it's fun it's fun to be able to you know bring my son into something that I love so much something that I enjoy so much and it's play you know so it's really weird when people try to stigmatize it and they're like how dare you have your son on the pole you're showing him a stripper life. And I'm like, and? Even if I was, and? What's your concern? <laughs> you know? But um, no, it's just fun. You know, they go on monkey bars at the playground. What's the difference? Yeah. No, like, it must be fun for him. It's not <laughs> I see yeah, he loves it. Like, giggling. But no, I don't... But actually, you are strong, though. Like, but I've seen your <laughs> videos in the gym. Oh Jesus! I need. To, I'm trying to sign up to a gym. I had um, weight loss surgery a year ago, mm -hmm. and I want to like keep it going. But now I want to like improve my fitness, so I really want to join a gym. And I bought a cross trainer. Mm -hmm. Where's the clothes are hanging on it? <laughs> it's, mm. But you're inspiring me, do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go to the gym like Kelechi. I mean, I ain't going to do the running thing because me, I'll be running into poles. But uh -huh. uh, I, need, I need to go to the gym. It'll be, it, I want to be like one of them people that enjoys the gym. But if you, but if you don't, that's all right. Like, I don't think that everybody needs to enjoy the gym. The gym is so specific, truly. The gym is such a specific place. The only thing we need to prioritize is movement. I just try to structure my movement around the gym. But even if you don't, if you're not at the gym, you get the same effects from dancing, you know, like, and you can dance in your home. You can dance anywhere and you still, you're still using your body in a similar way, you know? So it's about the movement that speaks to you, because if it's not joyful, you will not keep it up. And that's what we need to find. And I say that, you know, when I was 
still a personal trainer, I would say that often to clients, like, there's no point in us doing this if you're hating every moment of it. What we need to do is find something that you do enjoy and to amplify that. No, that's true. That's that's true. And that's very important. I mean, I do like dancing. Maybe I need to do Zumba or something. Zumba or whatever, some Afrobeats classes, some dancehall classes, because them soca classes, my God, they are intense. But at the same time, you're learning whining skills. You're loosening up your, you know, your hips, your waist, you're ready. Do you get what I mean? That energy is moving through you. Those are also valid and incredible ways to um, be active. It doesn't have to be lifting weights. No, I need to do that, then I can be ready for carnival. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. There's actually a tangible result from that. So when you get, when you step on roads, people will know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Um, That excites me more than the gym. Um, Exactly. I want to ask you, this is my my last question to you. Mm -hmm. Um, What does the future hold for you? What, What have you got planned? What have you got in the pipelines? What, what do you want in your future? All I truly want in my future is world peace, Jesus. You know, like, you know, like, honestly, I just want us to be able to vibe as a global community. And it seems like we're so far off that. But I do believe that, you know, I have hope, like, that it is possible, that it is possible to reach there at some point. For me personally, more privacy, more, um, you know, more space more like literal you know space in my home to just be peaceful to feel joyful and to have that space away from like the wildness of the world I'm open to life I in 2016 I didn't consider myself to be a writer in 2022 I've written so bloody much I've written so much so it just goes to show that at every stage of your life sometimes you are shown a new ability that you didn't even know you had so I'm just open to learning of other abilities that I'm able to use to further my experience while we're here and I I am I'm hoping that you get everything that you desire and I never want you to stop because sometimes it is hard to keep hope in a world that keeps showing us that everybody is fucking mad everybody yes yes yes. sometimes when you find people that are actually like speaking sense you're like please don't ever stop don't ever Mm -hmm, stop mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank you before i let you go um i like to get everyone that comes on my podcast a little gift to say thank you for giving me your time Mm -hmm. i've got you two little gifts um okay I know that you do your tarot card readings and I thought well I'm not going to get you tarot cards you've got loads mm. so I sent you a tarot card box oh that's beautiful it's of life on it and oh wow got you a personalized bag as well oh my god I love the I love the font as well come through magic that's the first thing and then Kelechi bear with me i don't know if you um managed to pass any shops like while you was out today um i don't know if you passed a news agent but you've made the news collection breaking news <laughs> if you don't like what she says you can suck your mouth. <laughs> oh i love it i love it i love it amen yes. <laughs> 
message in there for you as well, but I'll let you read that privately. Oh, thank you so much. Just let everybody know where they can find you, Instagram, Twitter, just, just let everybody know. Yeah, you can find me on at Collection of or at Say Your Mind Pod on all platforms. That's where I'd be at. Um, yeah, that's pretty much. And, you know, the Pulse Studio, Collection of Studio is in Peckham as well. If you want to check that out, it's collectionofcoff.com. Kalechi, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's been amazing. And honestly, please keep doing what you're doing and please do another live show because I don't want to have to come and be breaking down the door, okay? <laughs> okay, be sure. Like, Kalechi, there's a random blonde girl trying to get in. Just, <laughs> just let her in. Just let Joy in, please. <laughs> Go easy on me, okay? Thank um, you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Joy's World, the podcast. Get in touch with me. Find me on Instagram at Joy's World, the podcast. Twitter at JoyXOXO. Email me if you're a hot guy or a hot girl. Joy's podcast at hotmail.com. Remember to stay happy and live your best life. Always. Mwah.